Hello and welcome to Union Mindset. I am your host, Marisol Uribe, aka Enfermera Marisol. And today I have the president and CEO of DDB. Uh, good, good to be on. And uh, my name is Edgar. I am a uh, business owner of DDB, which is a architecture firm. Uh, we do uh, anything to do with the construction permits and uh, pretty much new developments for custom homes, apartments, uh, tiny homes, remodels, additions, restaurants, uh, any commercial building besides a high rise or a school. Yeah, that's pretty much what we do. We have a team of eight people or so, and we do uh, we do a lot of projects. So. Good to be on, good to have me here, and I'm all about one billion mindset. Yes. Excellent. So what does DTB stand for? Oh yeah, very rude. Uh, Dream Design Build is what uh, the acronym is. Oh. The intent of like people's uh, mind, like the, the, the thought process, right? Like first they dream about having their home or whatever, their master bedroom they want to add to their existing house or whatever. First they dream it, then we design it, and then you build it. So that's pretty much what DDP is. A lot of listeners maybe do dream to own a home or construct their existing home. So if that's the case, um, I'll definitely put your information at the end of the show. So what is that shirt that you're modeling for us today? Well, I was one of the first to get one of these shirts, actually witness the shirt. So, uh, one billion dollar, one, one billion mindset, you know, supporting billion you. Billion dollar shirt right there. Yeah. So we actually met, what was it? Like almost four years ago, we met at a real estate related event. My name is Mar Isol. So Sol is like sunny, so he kind of stuck with that. <laughs> so um, well, let me yeah, let me let me share that because I think it's pretty uh, interesting that first off the way we met, and then what I always thought about your name, you know. So you know, initially, well, when we first met, you know, it was you know we, we were at the at the event, and that's a pleasure to meet your dad as well, and uh, and you know. That was, that was, uh, you know, didn't think much of it, right? Just we're going through an event and we're learning and kind of sharing ideas, blah, blah, blah. We kept in contact. <laughs> the, the, the other thing was that, you know, another event came up and we bumped into the airport in the airport, right? Which was, that was pretty cool. Uh, without coordinating within one another, we bumped in at the airport with, with your entire family, which was pretty awesome. <laughs> At the 10X so then, conference you know, in Miami. Yeah, growth yeah, Con we 3. Yeah, we went to the 10X Growth Con. Yeah, we did the 10X Growth Con. And, uh, uh, you know, now your name, you know, when I first met you, you know, like, hey, you know, good to meet you. My name is Marisol. And <laughs> and I always thought Sunflower, you know. <laughs> this whole time, I always thought Sunflower. And so I got it, I started nick, nick, uh, nicknaming you Sunny. And... Um, 
but then your 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 mom mm-hmm. uh, told me, "Hey, you have it all wrong." <laughs> <laughs> it's son, Which, right? <laughs> yeah, it was kind of embarrassing because you know I'm all confident telling you, "Hey, what's up, Sonny? You know what? What are we gonna do?" Blah 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 blah. And then your mom caught on to it and it's like, "No, that's not her name." You know, and I thought she was gonna correct me because I was calling you. I had a nickname. For you. Yeah, I just, I just thought but it was actually, a sweet nickname. I, I, uh, I, I was okay with it. You're, you're cool. <laughs> I always give, I, I always give everybody nicknames, and, and, and that's because it's just something for me, uh, out of like just appreciation and love and 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 uh, and admiration more than anything, because it allows me to remember you. Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, you know everybody around me tells me, "Dan, you have such a great memory. You you remember a lot of things, and it's pretty good. It's impressive." And it all comes down to symbolizing things, you know. So uh, every anything that I think of, it becomes a symbol, and that's how I remember a lot of things. As opposed to, it's kind of like a song, right? You don't remember the words, but you remember the melody. You know, da 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 da. You know, like. You remember the melody, but you don't know the words. So, so that—that's what I've have caught on in remembering people, and uh, being a networking expert. You know, that's right. When you go to these networking, and you do need to remember their names. So that's a for all the listeners out there. That's a good tip. You want to associate with something, either a symbol, like for me, Sunny. He he thought sunflower, and then that's kind of a mental cue. Um, I remember growing up, you know, just going through classes, our professors, our teachers would say, um, say your name, but also say something else, like an adjective, a descriptor word, and then your name. And that way, the, the whole class would remember it better. So, you know, something that I know about you is that you got two degrees, I believe, in your, yes, your collegiate education. So did that have something to do with your mental cues, your memory cues that you just related to right now? You know, funny thing is that I don't know how I got to be pre-wired this way or prematurely in a way where it allowed me to be receptive to the information of becoming elite, you know, uh, of of, of a thought, thought leader. You know, and uh, I didn't know what I was doing until I hit a I hit a, a breaking point where a lot of attributes that I already had or characteristics uh, were playing a role. You know, and it was very difficult for people to kind of like either learn or adapt to the new things that you had to like, uh, you know, attain. And then, more than anything, you know, re- reproduce them. Into, into the outer world, you know, so and it became very easy to me and, and having the degrees um, made me just like, hey, I need to achieve something for sure, you know, I, I was I was, uh, I'm a huge advocate of the 10x movement and I was doing the 10x without knowing it was 10x, mm-hmm. you know I, I I refer to my business partner, I spray the whole table and, and what I mean by that is that you know, usually people have targets, and 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 like if you're serving a table, you only go to that certain individual, right? You only serve that certain individual. But the way I do things is that I spray the whole table, and and 
that only, I only do that to make sure that my my target becomes attainable. Okay, that for sure it's gonna happen. I'm not shooting for it. No, I'm shooting for sure. You know, so mm-hmm. I overdo stuff, and uh, and a lot of it is having the you know it. it well, I was doing it, trying to attain these two degrees, by the way, and they were not on purpose. Uh, the 2008 financial crisis made me pivot, and and I had to look to two industries that were not, that have never collapsed, and that was the health um, health industry, uh, and the other was uh, manufacturing. So. I did uh, research before going into these because I was in architecture with a degree. I had just graduated and I couldn't find a job. It was so depressing, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So um, I had to go back to school and out there you study after, one thing and you don't end up uh, performing what, what it is that you studied. Yeah, yeah. I was uh, I was lost for that year or six months that I was. I was like depressed. I was. Uh, like hopeless uh, but at the same time I felt like I could do something about it you know so I went ham into learning you know politics and and industries and all these other areas that as a as a business person you want to know infrastructure you want to know these things because those things allow you to operate even as a business or an individual uh So I made the decision to go to manufacturing and uh, and I worked for two years with Siemens and I was traveling all over the world. I was fixing turbines, uh, big power plants. I was, you know, uh, putting in new power plants and uh, being exposed to that world woke me up much more than than I actually thought it was. You think an industry operates a certain way. It gets so high up that there's politics involved and it becomes bureaucracy. And I was getting kind of tired of that. And uh, I decided to I think that's very common in several industries. Um, For example, in healthcare, you go in as a clinician expecting to do one-on-one patient care. Uh, But then, you know, management... They're looking at, is this a green month or is this a red month? Are we being profitable or are we leaving money on the table? And so at the end of the day, those things are the oxygen of a business. You do need money to survive. And so as much as us artists, Tony Robbins up here, he describes um, three different business people, really. You're the artist. You're the one that really likes the craft and execute the result and the brain the one that plans the infrastructure and then has the people to carry it out or you are the entrepreneur the one that mostly looks at the money doesn't really take the time and you know peace and quiet to really make the work perfection they just at the end of the day they look at the money is it converting is it making sales or is your business about to bottom line and so, so those three three components equal a masterpiece. Um, and so, what I was going with that is every industry has its components. And I feel if you are keen to put together that puzzle piece, you will come up with your masterpiece. <laughs>